thank you. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. We ask that you visit us, speak to us. We commit Friday, Saturday, Sunday into your hands. We pray that there will be, oh God, a powerful visitation of your presence, oh God. We ask that our church and our service will never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. John chapter number 21. John chapter number 21. Verse number 10. We're going to read verses 10 to 22. John chapter 21. Now, let me give you a little background to this before we read. Peter has failed Jesus. Peter has actually denied Jesus after he had been uh, called the rock upon which Jesus was going to build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. After he had been the leader of all the um, disciples, all the, the leader of the disciples of Jesus, up until that point, he became the worst disciple because at least Judas betrayed Jesus once, but he betrayed, but he betrayed Jesus three times. So Jesus has been crucified. Everything is lost. Everybody goes back dejected, demoralized. Everybody feels that it has been a waste wasted um, three or four years of their lives. So they've gone back. And Peter says, I'm going back to my profession. I go out fishing. And then the disciples, not knowing what to do, say, we will go with you. Someone like Matthew had lost his job. He was a tax collector. Now he's unemployed. So he decided that if Jesus, if Matt, uh, our leader is going to f- fish, then might as well join him. So they go to fish, and Bible says that at night they caught nothing. And as they were coming back to the shore, this story ensues. So let's start from verse number 10. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish. 153, and although there were some, there were so many, the net was not broken. And then uh, Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of them dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself up to the uh, showed himself to his disciples after he had been raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said to him, feed my lambs. Then he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then he said, tend my sheep. Then he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was aggrieved because he had 
asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you gathered yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will get you and carry you where you do not wish. And he spoke, signifying by what death he will glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Hallelujah. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, following, who had leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, what will be? Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing this, said, Lord, what about this man? Hallelujah. What about this man? And Jesus said, if I will that he remains till I come, what is it to you? You follow me. Hallelujah. We started talking about starting afresh with God in ministry. Hallelujah. And I said to you that from time to time, we have to restart our relationship with God. Hallelujah. From time to time, God allows us to restart our relationship with him. From time to time, God allows us to restart the ministry that we have in him. Hallelujah. From time to time, things happen. Like in Peter's case, he was in ministry for three and a half years, serving the Lord. And he got to the crossroads where a young girl came and said, you are one of these guys. And he said, no, I don't know him. After Jesus had warned that you will betray me three times. Unfortunately, he betrayed Jesus three times. So he had lost something. He had lost. He had had become disloyal. How many would really, if it was you, you would feel so aggrieved that you, despite everything you said. Because remember he said that I will rather die than betray you. So his word never came to pass and he had actually done the unforgivable. Judas did the same thing and Judas went and killed himself because he could not bear the shame of failing. Hallelujah. Sometimes the reason why we don't start again is because we are ashamed of ourselves and ashamed of the past mistakes that we have made. But I want to assure you that it is better to restart than to be ashamed and condemn yourself. The reason why Judas killed himself was that he he was his own judge. He condemned himself. He could not bring himself to come and say, I'm sorry. How many have a difficult time saying sorry when you have made a mistake? Sometimes we, 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 we are too hard on ourselves when we are, especially saying sorry to the Lord. It should be the easiest thing that we do. I like David because David will say sorry even before he has done the mistake. <laughs> he was very quick to say, I'm sorry to the Lord. He said, Lord, you know that, listen, I was born in iniquity. Sin is part of my fabric. 
You know, sin is part of me. So when I make a mistake, it is me. I'm exhibiting my humanness. So forgive me. And then he promised the Lord that if you forgive me, I will teach transgressors your way. That is why God called David a man after my own heart. Because he was somebody who was very, very quick to start the relationship again. Hallelujah. The worst person you can be in a relationship with is with somebody who can say, I'm sorry. Or somebody who cannot admit their mistakes. Hallelujah. As children of God, as people that love the Lord, we must always know that God is quick. He will forgive us even before. The Bible says that if we say that we have no sin, in 1 John chapter 1, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's quick, faithful, and just to forgive us. And not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us. Are you with me? So you see that Dave, um, Peter was one person who knew that he had, he had goofed. He had done the mistake. But he went back, back to source. He went back to the disciples. Judas couldn't go back. Some of us, when we make a mistake, we can't come back. We disappear. How many know somebody who has made a mistake in a church and disappeared? I, I remember this, this particular lady. This was in the early 80s. Long time ago. Those time when we say Christian young woman in the late 19s, late teens, early 20s, the person is a virgin. Those times. That was before your time. <laughs> but believe you me, when they say somebody is a spiritual sister, in a fellowship, you know that this person is. And I remember that this particular sister got pregnant. And it was, it was a big, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. When I say big deal, you have no idea. They brought her into the service like this. They dragged her into the service and to the altar, I, I can never forget the image. I'm talking to you and I'm reliving it because this lady was broken and crying. And they said, well, Sister X has gone and done the unforgivable. And now she's pregnant so she's being banished from the church. And um, that was the last day I saw her. That was the last day I saw that sister. This, this story would have been around 1983. Many, many of your parents were not born then. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember what she was giving one last chance to say something 
to the church, and I'll never forget what she said. She said, I have made, I've let the church down. I've let myself down. I've let my parents down. But I want you to know that I am love, and I love the Lord with all my heart. That's all she said. In the midst of all the tears, and the spiritual brothers <laughs> took, <laughs> took her out. And that was the last time I saw, in fact, after talking, I'm going to make phone calls and find out what happened to her, where she is. These days, we don't do anything like that. But in those days, you are not allowed back into the fold. But what I want you to know is that that is not scriptural. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because for God, he always wants us to come back. You know, in those days, we had a lot of zeal, more zeal than, than knowledge. But I think the church has moved on from that, that time. Now we've gone to the extreme, or the other extreme. <laughs> yeah, but, but in those days, it was very, very strict. Hallelujah. And um, I'm saying this thing to tell you that this particular sister, I don't think that before this incident, she was one of the spiritual sisters on fire who used to, like, when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to, you know, she was a counselor in the church and all that. She was, she was so much on fire. I wouldn't have been surprised if she became a pastor, you know. But this particular bump in the road bumped her off, and I don't know what became of her. Are you getting what I'm saying? But I'm saying this thing to tell us that no matter what mistake we make with the Lord, we must always remember that there's a way back home. The prodigal son made a grave mistake, but he did not allow shame and the pointing of the finger to a, 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 of accusation and all those things to stop him from coming back to source. Are you with me? Always come back to source. Always come back to source. Amen. Let me give you what is the purpose for a new beginning. What is the purpose for a new beginning? What's the purpose of a new beginning? For me, I believe that God gives us a new start in life simply because he loves us. Do you know that if Judas had repented and gone back to the gone back to source, he would have been forgiven. He would have been received. Are, are you getting it? He would have been forgiven, would have been received. And he probably would have done better after. Because I believe that Peter did much better after this bump in the road because he had he now knew that he was loved i am not surprised that jesus asked peter three times do you love me do you love me do you love me why because he denied jesus three times so he was trying to check that you love me if you love me 
feed my lambs. If you love me, tend my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Three times he was asked. Because he wanted to reconnect the love back. But sometimes, have you not realized that sometimes when you fall out with somebody and you apologize and everything, the relationship is, is but then there is that still something is not right. That may know what I'm talking about. The, the, we, we have patched that, but it's not like before. But I want us to, to receive that assurance that he still loves us. That is why he's giving us the opportunity for that new start. Are you with me? He loves you so much. He loves me so much. That is why he's giving us the opportunity to restart. And see, the restart with God is not restart eh, like restart, but I'm, now I'm going to watch you. Now you have to go to the back. You know, and start from, in those days, in those days when you, when you are in front and you, you make a mistake, they take you from the right to the back and you have to work your way from the back, back to the front. By the time you get back to the front, all the people you are teaching will become the, your teachers. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that is not so with God. God doesn't start you back on zero. I was saying to you that, you know, when you are starting from zero to nine, it's on the ground level. When you move to ten, it's starting again, but you are starting on the first floor. Are you with me? Ten to nineteen is same repetition of zero to nine, but at a higher level. And then when you go to twenty to twenty-nine, it's also starting all over again, but on the second floor. And that is the relationship we have with God. God starts us over again, over and over again, but each time it's a higher level. Uh, I don't know whether you get what I'm saying. So it, it, it just shows us, that it gives us the opportunity to restart because of the love he has for us. Amen. He provides that avenue for us to restart at a deeper and higher level. Because now you know the mistake you made. So, given the opportunity, you will not make that mistake. Now, the relationship is even go, going to go deeper because now you know the heart of the man. You know the heart of the father. He's a forgiving God. Are you with me? Number two, starting again opens your eyes to the beauty and magnificence of God's character. I believe that Peter saw how large a heart Jesus had. I don't know whether the English is making sense. But you must have a large heart to trust the same person who betrayed you. I make you a leader of the company and you are the first person who betrays me and then I bring you back. I don't demote you. I still maintain you as the leader. I must have a very large heart are you getting what I'm saying? So when God starts you all over, when God starts and forgives you and gives you the opportunity again to start, he's showing his heart towards us. Some of us were in some churches. We left there. Maybe we made a mistake. Now you are here. It's a new start. He's showing you his heart that I'm not writing you off. I don't have any plans of writing you off. 
I'll give you a new lease of life. Hallelujah. Next one. How many have we got? Okay. Starting over again gives us the opportunity to correct the mistakes we made previously. How many will agree that starting over again gives you the opportunity? Remember Peter in Acts chapter 4, same guy is arrested by the same people that arrested Jesus. Yeah? Beaten. The first time he wasn't beaten. It was Jesus that was being beaten. He was just watching the beating. And they asked, are you one of this guy's gang? He said, no, three times. Now this time around, he is the one that is being beaten. Because he went to heal the man at the gate. Remember? And after they had beaten him and dealt with him overnight, they brought him back and they asked him, they gave him the opportunity to deny Jesus before them. And what did he say? If you are questioning me and you are beating me because of this guy, that threw and what power that was used to heal him, be it known to you. That the Jesus that you killed, remember the last time you were beating him and then you, I said, I don't know him. Yes, it's me. It's me. I have come today. I'm telling you that I know him. It is with his power that I've healed this man. I'm making that mistake, right? <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight, now he has become stronger, bolder, and he's not going to repeat the mistake. Remember the story we read in uh, Jeremiah 18. Do you remember verse two, 3, Jeremiah 18, verse 3? He said that then I went down to the porter's house, and he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in his hands, in the hand of the porter. So he made it again into another vessel, as seemed good to the porter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O Israel, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the spotter, says the Lord. Look, as the clay is in the hand, the potter's hand, so are you in my hands. O house of Israel. Hallelujah. Say that the, the clay, the vessel he was making, went wrong. He spoiled it and remade it into another vessel that looked good. The first one was spoiled in his hands, but the second one looked good. Hallelujah. So the, sec- the opportunity to start again is an opportunity to get it right. Am I making sense? The opportunity to, to this time do it better. So it will be a, a sad mistake of, on our part to repeat the same. When another chance has been given, it will be unfortunate for you to repeat the mistake. Another chance means that get it right this time. Am I making sense? Another chance means that this time around, everything, now I know better. So I can do better. 
Now I know the pitfalls, so now I know what to do. You know, Peter knew that now I am not going to wait for anybody to look at me in the eye. Because when they look at me in the eye, it means they are going to ask me a question and put me on the spot. And I won't be able to, I may make the same mistake I made the first time. This time around, I'm going to speak. Before they even say anything, I'm going to say that it is by the Jesus that you killed. That is the one who gave me the power to heal this man standing before you. The Bible says that the guys, were they didn't know what to do. So they questioned him and said that do not speak or do anything in the name of this Jesus anymore. The Bible says when they saw the boldness of the disciples and looked and realized that they were unlearned, untrained men, they realized that these guys had been with Jesus. What was the difference between the, the, the Peter before and Peter now? Boldness. First time he was scared. He was not the one who was being beaten. But fear made him betray Jesus. But now that he is being beaten... He has learned that this time around, even if you want to kill me, I'm ready. And the courage that he exhibited was what made them say, this guy, let's not joke with him. Am I making sense? So starting over again gives us the opportunity to correct the previous mistakes. How many have made some mistakes before? God has given you the opportunity now. So please don't repeat that mistake. Am I making sense? You know where you fell. You know what tripped you. You know where you went wrong. You know what happened. This time around, like Peter, make sure that you cover all the loopholes. Amen. Make sure that you cover the loopholes so that the enemy doesn't trip you again. What number are we on? Number four, a new start also realigns our lives with God, with God's will. Amen. It realigns our life. Would it be correct to say that it wasn't just Peter who betrayed Jesus? It wasn't just Judas who betrayed Jesus, but all 10 disciples betrayed Jesus because they all ran away. Would it be correct to say that? So they also, all of them, after betraying Jesus the first time, they had to realign their relationship. This time around, we are not leaving. This time when they were beating uh, Peter, they were there. Because if you look at the scripture, uh, let's look at the scripture in Acts chapter 4. You see that the Bible, the Bible says when they saw the, go down, 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 look for the scripture for me. When they saw 13, when they saw the boldness, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, 
they perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Okay, go on. Seeing the man that was standing with them, they could not say nothing against it. Go on. So they commanded them to go out of the council and they conferred amongst themselves, right? Saying, what shall we do with these men? For indeed, a notable miracle has been done through them. It's evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. So, so that it does not spread any further the peop- among the people, let us severely threaten them and let them, that they speak, that from now on they speak no longer of the name. Okay, they called, they commanded them to not to teach. Go on, next one. This, I said, that, listen, can you see what, what they're saying? Whether it's right in your side or not, you be, you judge, but for we, next verse. We cannot but speak of what we are seeing and heard. Can you see something that was before and now? When you are given another chance, it's a chance for you to realign yourself. Realign your thought pattern. Realign the way you perceive things. Hallelujah. These guys initially were not very sure of the Jesus they served. So when the Jesus was caught and beaten, they took off. But this time around, they were more than convinced about the Jesus they were talking about to the point that they were ready to die. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? All right. Starting over again in ministry will enable us to run faster, build stronger, and do much better than previously. Starting over again will enable us to run faster, build stronger, and do much better than previous. Have you realized that... um, when Jesus was around, they called the guys disciples. A disciple is a student. A disciple is uh, under training. A disciple is um, an apprentice. But as soon as Jesus was taken, the Holy Spirit came, their names were changed from disciples to apostles. Apostles a teacher. Apostle is a trainer. Apostle is a, a leader. Uh, I don't know whether you're getting the difference. There's a, there's a great transformation from being a student to being a teacher. From being a follower to being a leader. Am I making sense? There's a mass difference between the two. And it happened because now they operate at a higher level. Because they are restarting, but this time they are starting on a much higher level. Bible says that when the time, uh, when the Pentecost had fully come, they were gathered together in one place, and suddenly there came the sound of a rushing of mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were in, and suddenly there appeared clothing tongues of fire that were distributed and sat amongst 
all of them, and they spoke in unknown tongues as God gave them utterance. Hallelujah. And that changed, changed something in their lives, changed something amongst them, changed something in their fabric. Hallelujah. No wonder Jesus said to them that, Behold, I send you the promise of my father, John 24, 49. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Because that time of restart is not starting at the same level. They are restarting, but at a much higher level. They are restarting not as students, but they are restarting as Luke 24, 49. They are restarting as They are restarting as apostles. Amen. So let's look at what restarting will mean to you. We are going to use Peter as a case study. What does restarting mean to you? Number one, restarting means you get the opportunity to face your failure. For those of us who said we have failed, do, do we remember what made us fail? Hello, everybody's gone quiet. <laughs> How many lifted up your hands that you have failed before? Give me a wave. So do you remember what made you fail? You see, anytime you write an exam and you don't pass, you get the opportunity to reset. All right? And in God, is always the case. You always have the opportunity to reset the paper. So never think that, oh, that thing that tripped me will never come to me again. No, you have the opportunity to rewrite that exam. Amen? So we see in verse 15, he says that, guy, do you love me? If you love me, feed. Because you, I gave you the opportunity to be the leader of the group. And you, you messed it up. I'm giving you the opportunity to face your failure. And when that opportunity came to face his failure, Peter this time around passed. Are you getting it? Because he was faced with the same people. Remember the, the, the Pharisees, the uh, high priest and the elders who, in whose presence they, Peter denied Jesus. The same people are there and this time he's talking and he's passed the test. Amen. So you have the opportunity to start to face your failures. Amen. Every one of us, when Satan has tripped you with one thing, he knows that is your weakness. He will come again. And he will keep coming until you pass that test. Hallelujah. A lot of us, we don't like facing our failures. We pretend as if it didn't happen. 
or we blame others, everyone else but us, ourselves, so that it is not on us. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? But believe you me, until you get to the point where you own the mistake, own your part of whatever happened, own it so that you are able to face... I, I, I might make sense. Own that problem that I was the one who was, was at fault. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. It was me. I, Peter, I denied Jesus three times. So now that I'm given the opportunity to, to speak about Jesus, I'm not going to blow it this time around. I'm facing my failure to make sure I get it right. Hallelujah. Starting over in ministry, you will get the opportunity to face your mistakes, your errors. Amen. It will come over and over again. Are you going to repeat the same mistakes? Or you are going to get it right this time around? Number two, starting all over means that you have to set your priorities right this time. Hallelujah. What's the priority? You know the story that I told you about this, this lady? At the time, I believed that the priority of the church was maintaining its good name. Had nothing to do with the, uh, what's the legal term for that? The, she was the, I'm looking for a word. She was almost the victim. Or she was the one that we should have paid attention to. She was in need of help, but the leadership of the church was thinking about the reputation of the church. And they didn't want the, the church to be known as. Because in those days, it's, it's known head of that Christian sister, unmarried Christian sister, goes out there and is, but it become pregnant. But I believe that subsequently the same leadership have had to deal with that failure where this time around, it's not about the reputation of the church, but how to support and get her through it. Because I honestly don't know what happened to that sister many years ago. But what I know is that she was an integral part of the church. And from that point on, she was no longer part of the church till today. So as to what happened to her, I don't know. Maybe next week. By next week, I will get the answer and I'll tell you. But I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. I remember her like, like yesterday. And I remember exactly what she said. Let's set our priorities right. The priority of the church was wrong at the time because it was about the reputation. See, you can never be in ministry and think about reputation. You can never be in a church like this and worry about your reputation. Bible says that woe to you when all men speak well of you. I, I learned that long ago that as a pastor, my reputation should be the last thing I even think about. 
No, because you don't want people to say you are a bad person or you're a wicked person. You give in to anything. You are not nice. You give in to anything. No, no, you have anarchy. Because when you leave people to be lawless, (laughs) it will not work. Somebody will come down. I'm not married, but I want to live with this person. And you have to let him say, I'm not married. I've just gone and had a child, but I want you to come and dedicate the child on the altar like you dedicate to, for married people. And if you say no, he says that you're a bad person. Are you a bad person? <laughs> I heard the question like that, so I'm answering the question before, before it comes to me. No, the standard is the standard. We are not going to drop it for anybody. Leave it there. Amen. Starting over again means we are accountable for others. This time around, Jesus was putting the honors on Peter. Now listen, it is not about you alone. You know, the first time Peter was thinking about his skin. He had forgotten that he was the leader of the pack. When the ladies spotted him and said, you look like a Galilean. You look like one of those guys. I know you. He says, I don't know what you are saying. Say, you are one of them. This time around, Jesus is saying to Peter, do you love me? If you love me, feed my love. Because the second chance I'm giving you is for you to know that you are not only accountable for yourself, but for others. See, the price of leadership, the price of leadership is sacrifice. Can I say that again? The price of leadership is what? Sacrifice. It's not about you. If you taking this bottle of water will cause your brother to sin. As a leader, you don't have to take the water. To you, it is a sin. Are are you with me? Because people are watching you. People are behaving according to your pattern. So you cannot afford to be selfish. Hallelujah. You've got to learn how to sacrifice what you would have done because of the position you hold just for the sake of others. Ah, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Peter, Paul said that all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. And I will not be brought under the suggestion of these things because I am supposed to be a leader. So when I bring myself to be subjected to these things, it means I'm bringing everybody under this particular thing. So because of that, I cannot afford to do that. Hallelujah. All of us are leaders. People are watching you to as a pattern for their Christian life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you cannot afford to be selfish. Peter was being selfish at the beginning. He was thinking about his skin, how to save his skin. This time around, Pastor Kian, you are disturbing me now. 
this time around, he's like, I cannot, I cannot allow threats from the high priest and co to make me back down. Because me backing down means that the whole Christianity is finished. Because this time around, he was the Jesus standing there. So if it means he's going to be beaten, be in prison, all well and good. And because Peter stood, now everybody else was able to stand. Are you getting it? So never forget the price of leadership is what? Sacrifice. Hallelujah. You've got to know that. You've got to sacrifice what may be comfortable, what may be convenient, what may be easy for you. You've got to sacrifice it. Are you learning something? You are accountable for others. So learn how you behave. Amen. Because your behavior affects others. Starting over again means you accept hardship. Never be a leader you are complaining. Never be a soft-bellied leader. You're a leader. The meeting is too long. I want to go home. I, what type of leader are you? <laughs> Soft. You are the first to complain. You are not a leader. Uh, I, I hope I'm speaking to mature Christians. Uh, why, why are we having three days? Why can't we make it two-day convention? Why don't we make it only on Sunday? Must we do Friday? Must we do Saturday? I don't want to hear that from you. As a leader, you must. So, I mean, Jesus was telling Peter, I'm even going to show you the way you will die. Not only am I showing you how this time around, your second chance, I'm not only showing you what to do, but I'm showing you how you will die. You get to a place, you have to open your hands, and somebody will have to dress you up. Hallelujah. Let's learn to endure hardness. Paul says that endure, endure hardness as a soldier, a good soldier of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, even if you are leading two people, you're a leader. Yeah. Somebody's watching your Christianity to live this as a prototype, to live this. So you can't afford to be a wimp. Amen. Are we okay? Last one for today. Then we'll go home. Starting over again means we follow Jesus. Hallelujah. If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and 
follow me. Hallelujah. So, what marks us and represents the restart is our ability to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Amen. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. But you follow. This time around, you're going to get it right. This time around, you're going to do better. This time around, you're going to accomplish much more. How many will agree that the disciples accomplished more after Jesus' death than before? And it's like the time Jesus was around, they didn't accomplish much. When he was not there and they were given another chance, this time around, they became more effective. Hallelujah. Because this time around, they embraced the cross. To the point that when he got to Acts chapter 6 and people were trying to say, listen, we want food. These people are not giving us food. This area don't have these people. Listen, listen, listen. This is not why we are here. Find people who put over this business. But for us, we dedicate ourselves and devote ourselves to the hard things, to the word, preaching of the word, to prayer. That's what we are going to devote ourselves to. We are going to take up the cross, take up the mantle, and forge ahead. Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Stand to your feet.